0: Welcome to the Six-Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it. Saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez.
1: What's up guys? Welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I am here with Mr. Daxi Perez, who I've been looking forward to interviewing for quite a while. He's a podcast ninja. He has five years of experience as a podcast launch expert, production and marketing specialist, working with some of the biggest podcasts in dozens of niches. Collectively, the podcasts that he's worked on have generated over tens of millions of downloads, and several of them are sitting at the top 10 in their respective podcast categories too. So to say that he is an expert in the world of podcasting is an understatement. So I'm excited for him to come on the show and kind of give you guys some uh, awesome insight and actionable advice if you're looking to start a podcast. Uh, but ultimately, he's just, he has a pretty successful agency. So I would love to get into that
0: with him as well. So Daxi, welcome to the show, my man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share. You know, if people are interested in starting a podcast or like, you know, it's, it's a hot topic right now. And, but there's several, like there, I wouldn't say it's overhyped. I would say it's warranted because it is like one of the biggest, like uh, consumption platforms right now, as far as like, from a marketer's point of view, like a lot of people are consuming it. So, which is if you're starting an online business, you want consumption of your content. So.
1: Yeah. Amazing. I saw you post the other day, uh, like 74% of either the world or Americans know
0: about podcasts. Americans. Yeah. They, they, they know about it. Yeah. So like it's starting to become like, it's beyond radio by now because radio isn't integrated into our phones, which we've checked, like, what's the data? Like how many times are we on our phones a day? Yeah. Yeah. A ton. (laughs) Yeah. But what I like the most actually is that, you know, With a podcast, there is no distractions and we live in a distraction world. So if someone's listening to this right now, they're most likely not scrolling Facebook or doing something at the same time because it's hard to listen and do that, like just like an audiobook. While other content platforms, it's like there's feeds, there's algorithms, you know, you're you're in the mix, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I'm interested in your perspective while we're on that topic. Um, I was chatting with, I can't remember who it was, but essentially we're talking about podcast as a consumption platform and how businesses are using it as a lead generation tool. He did, he does his interviews in eight minute intervals. So you're only on the podcast. Oh, is, this, is this Bob? Uh, No, it's, um,
0: man, I can't remember. I, I was just on his podcast, but he was saying- I, I think it's it. Bob. He spells his name with like 808 and he's like eight minutes and eight seconds. He makes the episode. It's kind of funny, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be. But he was saying the reason he does it so short is because um, if he, and he does it in video format because if people are watching the video consuming it there, most often they're likely to be on their computer or on their phone ready to buy something. Whereas if they're in their car listening to a podcast, they can't really just like pull over and be like, oh man,
0: I sounds so intriguing. And then I, they forget about it later. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? I mean, it depends. There's so many different ways and strategies. So, but I, I guess that could work, but I mean, it depends what your goal is, with the podcast. Some like me, like I personally interview people that I'm curious about. So I like, I want more than eight minutes. Like if I have someone's time, especially like if they're like a bigger person, I want to like, I'm gonna take that time to like get some free coaching, some free consulting. Like I'm gonna ask good questions. Um, So personally as a host, I like to go longer for interviews. Like the average is like 35 to 45 minutes that people will consume an interview for solo. And then there's the other side of solo episodes. Like, you know, if someone's in their car for the average uh, commute is like 22 minutes that people listen to podcasts. After that, there's a drop-off. So like, I'm gonna take advantage of that time. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's just, that's just how I think. But yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is, I started out the podcast related to build relationships and it's turned into more of like an educational platform
0: for a lot of yeah. people because they're getting a lot of value on it. And and, and, most and, of his, them. and, and from coming from his, what, what he was thinking about, um, like something that we do with a past client is like, we'll take a 40 minute episode and we'll make it into four like different YouTube videos that are five to eight mm-hmm. minutes. A lot of big people do that. Joe Rogan, like the only things that go viral are not his three hour episodes. Yep. Like what goes viral on YouTube is the five minute clip of Elon Musk talking about NASA or smoking weed or something. Yep. You know, he'll take one episode and he'll chop it up. It's like the highlights of it. Yeah, yes. That's for, that's but good. that's for when you're, when you're going outside of the podcast, cause they're not long form platforms really um, YouTube kind of, but there's a lot more distractions there. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I have people reach out to me all the time
1: considering me as like a podcast expert, right? I just have a podcast. I'm like, I mean, I do my own thing. I don't promote it as much as I should. I don't create all the content as much as I should. While I have you here, I wanted to ask you because the questions I get a lot of the time are, Hey, Hey, podcast expert, I'm looking to start a podcast. Where should I start? How do I make money from this? How do I create a business from this? What should my topic be, etc." cetera. For those people who are listening to this, who are like, I think that their intention is to start their own like side hustle slash business. And they think that a podcast is like the thing that's going to get them there.
0: No, <laughs> like there's way easier ways to make money. Like that's the Like, so I was at a podcast recently, I was speaking and like the number one question people have at this conference, they're more hobbyist. They don't really have a business is like, how do I make money on my podcast? I think sponsors and stuff. And um, I'm like, if you want to make money, like podcasting is like meant to amplify something that's already making money. Like if you're not making money, then figure out how to do that first and then use the podcast to amplify that business model or whatever your your goal is. So most people, that's why 50% of podcasts don't make it past seven episodes. The next 25% don't make it past 20 episodes um, because people aren't in it for the long game. They're not like, hey, am I I willing to do this for the next 12 months if no one's going to listen? You know, because it is a discovery process. You learn as you do content, as you do interviews, like something happens, something clicks. Um, you figure out what doesn't work, what does work and you pivot, you know? Um, but it has to be a long-term play, you know, it has to be a long-term ambition. Um, and I learned that the hard way. One of my first podcasts was actually a health podcast. Um, and it, cause I, like, I'm interested in health, like eating like superfoods and stuff and like other, and like stuff like that. I was really big into Chinese medicine way back in the day, um, like making tinctures and foraging some weird stuff. Uh, but I made a health podcast because of my curiosity, but I never had the intention to like, you know, you talk about problems, but if you don't offer solutions, then it's going to be a problem <laughs> because like you're not actually helping people. You're just like talking. So I never wanted to make like a health product or do health coaching. So there was like no point to me producing content in the health space, you know? So there has to be like an end goal. People have to think with like the end of mind, you know, like where am I trying to get to when I, when I am producing? Like if you're going to build an audience, you have to service them in some way, you know? So people just have to think about that. So
1: yeah, if they're looking to generate some revenue from it.
0: If they're, yes, if they're or not doing it for fun. Integrate it into their, their life goal, you know? Like if it's just for networking, then be clear that it's just for networking in the beginning, you know? Especially if some people use it just to kickstart their their online brand, you know? Like they're like, I want to use this to talk to people who know way more than me and I can just use it to learn, you know? Just know that upfront, you know? So. Yeah,
1: yeah no, it's cool. Yeah, it's super interesting. And I we can get into how people can grow a successful podcast. I know that that's something you talk about all the time. I also want to get into the agency side because I'm curious how you have grown that as successfully as you have. We had Ryan on the, uh, on the show probably a couple months ago and he was... Oh, okay. We, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So he was on. Um, we didn't talk so much about the agency. We talked more about him transitioning out of his corporate job into what you guys are doing now. Uh, but now that I have you here, I want to hear your perspective of that side. So first let's get into kind of the tactics behind it. Cause I know that's what people um, will want to hear it first. How do you grow a successful podcast? What are the features and structure and things that you need to put in place?
0: Yeah. So, so success is different. Like I like kind of going back to what I was mentioning earlier, it's different depending on where you're at, what stage you're at in your business and your life. Um, so, For some businesses, um, you probably don't need, it's more about depth, I think, than width. You can't have a big audience like TikTok. You can't have a lot of followers, but what does that mean for you, you know? Like, you want the right people. So, a a big piece I think people are missing is if you're, you know, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with someone who's new or someone who has some sort of success already? Like, I'm asking you a question.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're asking me? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, we yeah, can yeah. Start, let's start with somebody who's new. Cause I mean the show, the six figure roadmap, most people are on their way to hitting that first benchmark in their business. Okay. We do people who've had some success. Maybe they can implement a strategy to help them like instead of six figures a year, maybe it's a month, day, hour, whatever.
0: Okay. So from what I, I mean, obviously success is, is downloads and, and leads and revenue, whatever, but what, what it kind of a big factor I see is when you really figure out how you're different from most people in the market and what's unique about you. And a lot of it is timing. Like, you know, like right now, the number one podcast is the corona is a coronavirus podcast. Like, someone just was like, "I'm going to make a podcast about this because people want to hear information." So they leveraged a current event. So um, in every market, there's follow up problems. So figuring out, all right, where's where's the opportunity for me to like come in and be an expert or teach people on this thing. Um, or just be the reporter. You don't always have to be the expert. You can be the people who, who you can gather the experts. So you have to have understanding of the markets you're going after. And I like to like go after communities of people. Um, so good, can, when I say communities, I mean like people who already have buyers or like gurus, you know? So like, you know, uh, Jay Shetty, like if I want to go after his audience, what does he tell his audience and what does he kind of, you know, I, I, if you think about the customer awareness scale, you want to go after people who are aware of their problem and they're aware of a solution and you don't want to meet people there. You don't want to have to like educate people about their problem and solution. Like I don't try to like convince people about podcasting. I, I talk to people who already want, it. like they have some desire and my community that I targeted was click because the guy at the top talks about it. So success was easier for me because I was targeting people who are like, they knew what they wanted. they knew what they needed. And then boom, um, it wasn't too foreign of a topic for them. Um, but yeah, collaborations really big if you're starting out. Like collaborating with the right people. Um, I don't, even with competition, like some people look at people as competition, but I see opportunities for collaboration um, for people in your market. Like if you're a health coach, like don't be afraid to interview or collaborate with other health coaches. If you are, then you're coming from a scarcity mindset. You know, like you should be willing to collaborate with people in your field if you like them, <laughs> you know, and if, you, if they have something interesting to say um, because their audience is the same as your potential audience. So you want to cross-pollinate with other people and collaborate. So I, it's hard to answer that success question, dude, because like it's a, it, it's defined differently. I know people who are having a hundred downloads per episode and they're successful because it's the right people. It's high quality people. And There's people who are having 200, like $20,000 per episode, but they're not like successful with their podcast, you know? So it depends on you define a success. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. No, it's a, it's a great answer. And you mentioned that when you were trying to decide who you wanted to target with your podcast. You went after the ClickFunnels community because Russell Brunson talks about it. He has his podcast. He's had a lot. He has two, right? Or a few. Um, yeah. He, he's
0: done. Yeah. He's has a lot. <laughs> We're actually doing one of his podcasts for the company. So. Nice. One funnel away stories. Yeah. We, we produce that. We create all the content for that. So that's pretty crazy how that came, came, came to be, you know? So.
1: Yeah, no, that's beautiful. So he, that's a big part of his, Company. His success is based around awareness, some somewhat leads, somewhat downloads. I'm sure that he gets a lot of people to purchase ClickFunnels from it, but the, he has a bunch of different ones that are kind of catering to different topics, which is cool. And yeah. I, I want to get into that side of things. Like when you started infiltrating the ClickFunnels community, how did you start
0: growing your agency that way? Dude, I, <laughs> I did it with Facebook Lives. So, and Facebook, like social media are the websites. Social media is like, if you're starting out from scratch, like that's, you should be there all day. Like at least, you know, try to scale the one-to-one, like just do that. Like my my goal at the start was like, I need to make 50 to a hundred new friends in a targeted space every day and have conversations with these people and and post stuff. Like I, I went on my profiles, I deleted everything that didn't have to do with my business. Like I, you have to know what you want to be known for. And I was like, all right, I want to be known as a podcast guy. I've, I've done a lot of shit, dude. Like I've done e-commerce and like a lot of stuff, but I, no one knows about that. Because like when they, I want them to like it to be clear, like what I do and who I help and what I help them with so that people who, who so that when those people see my stuff, then they know what's up. Um, so I did five Facebook lives a week, dude, like on my personal profile of the top influencers in the space. So I kept, and then I would tag them so that I would be shown to their friends who are probably in the space too. So then it just, a lot of pollination kept happening where their friends and like, people kept seeing me with these people. And, and one of the biggest cognitive biases like in psychology is like association. Like if, you can, if I could have a picture with Donald Trump right here, you automatically think I'm important. Automatically. Because like, they're like, oh, in your head, logically, you're like, oh, Donald Trump only hangs out with people who are like important. You know? So that's what I was using with Facebook Live. Like video is like, we live in a video world. So I was just trying to like have that FaceTime with influencers and build those relationships. And then those relationships, you know, evolved some of them um, because they knew. So yeah, that's, I, I just grew through collaboration in a market. So yeah. Dude, I love that. So that's,
1: I don't know if we talked about that too much on the show. I might've touched on it a little bit, but I, I'm kind of similar to you where I've done a lot of things in the past.
0: Yeah. You're doing a great that's man. True. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And one of the things that I was doing when I started my first agency, I was actually, I had a, a Facebook advertising lead generation agency for real estate agents here in Denver. And that's all I would do is I would go to events. I would do Facebook lives with like the top real estate agents in the state. And then all the other real estate agents would see me with these people and be like, oh man, like him, is, is he working with them? Is he like...
0: Yeah. It's, and it's for their audience. It's not even, it's not even about your audience at that point. Like I remember some of the biggest, I actually know now some of the biggest clients I have, it stemmed because I interviewed her friend and she Mm -hmm. saw me with her and she was like, oh my God, I didn't know you know, Katie. And then like people buy from people they like, dude. Like I'm in, I'm in a business of relationships, dude. Like, so yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Same. That's, I mean, that's how And that's a, that's a big, and no matter what business you're in, like relationships is a bedrock for a lot of stuff, you know, even for your best clients, like people will stick with you more if they feel like you're their friend, you know, rather than just like a company. So, yeah. Yeah. I
1: started to notice that too, when it comes to like customer support. So we have our customer support rep, we have like an automated process where people can get questions answered and stuff. But when something like shit hits the fan that like, I'm, the last resort. Like they talk to me, I hop on a phone call and every single time I hop on a phone call or zoom and they get to talk to me, they get to see me. They, it's like, they fall back into being a loyal customer. They're yeah. pissed. And then they get to know you they get to like talk to you and like, Oh, okay. Like this yeah. is an actual human being. And I
0: always, I always try to build that. Like I was even asking yeah. you like, dude, so you have like a mic thing for people listening like that has your logo on the mic. And I'm like, Oh, how do I get that? Cause I want to get it from my clients. Cause I know giving people gifts helps them, you know, it builds reciprocity. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing I, I let, cause if you think about the biggest thing, uh, in business for any business, is your personal brand usually, uh, because there is no other you, (laughs) like that's the the most unique thing about you is you and your name and what you do and like the little intricacies about you. Um, so all all the big businesses now leverage them like Gary Vee's agency, which is actually really big. Like it's because it's Gary Vee's agency. You know, if Elon Musk wants to start something tomorrow, It's more his name than the idea that people would invest in it by now, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, same thing with like Oprah. Donald Trump has the same power.
0: Yeah, like he could literally do anything, like just their name,
1: so. Yeah, Joe Rogan now. No, that's cool. So I have to, you know, I have to ask the question because it's, it's impacting all of our lives right now. There's a huge influx of, And we were talking about this before the show, there's going to be a huge influx of transition from nine to five brick and mortar into online business, side hustles, somehow generating money from your house, from, you know, isolation that the coronavirus is causing. With your, you know, expertise and kind of your experiences throughout your journey as an entrepreneur, what are you doing to like, how are you going to help people? What are you telling people that they should be doing? How can that transition happen with these people?
0: Um, What do you mean these? Like just, just, just America, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, those who, I mean, they're now in
1: isolation. You're stuck at home. You yeah. still have to put food on the table. How would you recommend that they do it?
0: Yeah. And it's sad, dude. Cause like, I mean, I don't know when this podcast is going to air, like what the, what's going to be at, like how much is going to spread or whatever. But like, no, like 70, like, I forget how much people live paycheck to paycheck. So like the damage hasn't even been done yet, you know, like wait till like there's no paychecks being handed out. Like that's when it's going to be kind of like weird and stuff is going to drop. Cause then mom and pop is going to have to like sell their stocks and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I, I always, I've, I've seen some studies too. Like even in corporate companies, there were some studies like Microsoft did that people actually perform better at home in some situations, some job titles, like it's good to be in an office and like, like I, uh, I'd like having an office for some stuff, but for other job stuff, you can work from home, a lot of big companies. So I think in this situation, a lot of companies are gonna be like, oh, we were stuff was still productive, even though people were working at home. So that's gonna change, I think, the the, the global landscape of what work means and how we work. Um, you know, the, the presidency changing is gonna affect a lot too. So I I don't know, man. I'm observing more than anything because there's so much new. Um, but I will say that uh yeah. I don't think, I don't know if everyone should start an online business, to be honest, because I don't, I don't know. I, I would say one of the easiest things to start off with, if you're starting out, like hop into something that's proven. Don't try to like build a, a plane, you know, like just, just ride a plane, so to speak. So that's one thing I would recommend most people is to like, just, uh, and, and that could be f- free work at the start, whatever that is, you know, like even some of my biggest clients at the start, like I, it was free work, but I knew I could leverage that relationship or that Client for like for testimonials and stuff and for results, so be willing to like uh give value, you know, and then reciprocity will come back, wh- however that looks like, you know, in the start. So,
1: yeah, dude, I love that advice. Actually, I really, really love that. Would you, I mean, you would recommend that people learn the skills, obviously?
0: Yeah, we, and it has to, I mean, you have to think about too, like, is this something that you would eventually want to do on your own? Yeah, um, if so, like, figure out whatever you have to do to like just to get into, into someone who's in a circle of someone who's successful in that thing, you know, don't just try to be the person from the gate. You know, people try to be a guru a year one, hmm. you know? So,
1: yeah, no, I love it. I was actually, so my business partner, Sylvania and I were, were talking earlier about zoom because it's just a, the demand is exploding right now. Like our business is going like this. Yeah, dude, I'm happy for you, bro. Yeah. It's, it's awesome for us. It's kind of, I mean, it's great that we're able to provide that for people because everybody either needs it or wants it right now.
0: Yeah. Dude, you have one of the most no brainer offers I've ever seen. Like I literally like felt dumb by saying no. Like that's when you know it's good. Like if you say no, then you're like, Oh, you don't have an IQ. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, it's actually cool. Like, uh, cause we were, we're on you know, the leverage plan and I didn't know, cause I wasn't on the plan before for zoom that like it automatically transcribes the conversations, bro. That's a game changer. Me and Ryan, we did a kickoff call and we were looking like, we were like, Oh, what questions do we ask? And then we can go back. It's like amazing. So yeah,
1: yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. That's something we need to like fine tune our delivery on it because a lot of people are like, I don't, you know, I can pay 19.99 for the same stuff, but it's like not the same. Like we, ought, it's 30 bucks a month for all this stuff, um, but not to promote my stuff. That's not what the purpose of this is. The purpose of yeah. why I brought that up is because what's happening with Zoom right now is kind of proving that the work place in the world doesn't need to happen in an office. It's proven. My girlfriend's a teacher. She's still having her. She's still communicating with all her students and her team, her principal over Zoom. They're still functioning, having meetings, getting things done. Their students are still learning. I think it's going to completely transform the way that the world functions from here on out.
0: Yeah. And, and, and part of it has to do with the education system. Yeah. How it's most degrees are becoming more and more worthless. This is going to change a lot. Like people are not going to have money to, to get these expensive student loans and stuff. So after this, so yeah, the education system is going to have to, I don't know, man, how, what college, I think most colleges are going to go out of business. Like, half of them at least. So. Yeah. Super interesting. Last question I have
1: for you. I kind of, I want to ask you some, some personal questions after this last thing for the people listening. What, I mean, what advice would you give them right now to reach the benchmark of hitting six figures in their business, in their life?
0: Hitting six figures, revenue.
1: Um, Revenue. I think, I mean, if the people listening haven't been there yet, is probably their first goal, and then profit. So let's just let's do. Yeah, it.
0: I would say, um, hmm, bigger route. If you're gonna do it alone, like if you're gonna do the first route I said, try to get as close to an expert as you can, and like get a job with an expert who is someone that you would want to be like, you know, almost the apprenticeship model. Uh, but if you're trying to do it like start your own thing, um, do one of the main business models that work. You know, uh, the main ones are. You know, selling information—that's that's a big one. Uh, which actually is a lot of work. People underestimate how much selling like you gotta like sell them know how to sell the information. You gotta know how to be a good marketer. You got the great content. Like there's a lot, um, you know, service businesses. You know, like so help businesses. Uh, so like B two B type thing. So you're doing B two C, B two B, which is like client work. Um, which I actually like in the beginning because it's more secure. You know, you're given a tangible resource to to a business and if it helps them make money then they'll keep you all day um, so there's that and then I don't really like affiliate marketing but that's another thing I actually I actually don't like affiliate marketing I wouldn't recommend that because it's small commissions in the start so I would say like figure out your business model um, and uh, that's a big question dude <laughs> like, to be honest man uh, and you can try, so try to like get around people and like either you're servicing people who are at a higher level. Um, cause I, there, there's a quote, like the easiest way to create a path for yourself is create a path for people above you. Um, I found, so either service people at a high, that are at a high level or work with people that are at a high level. Um, and then you can leverage that. So. Love it. Love it. Great advice, man. Thanks for answering that question. It's I know very it's general, But I, but I have no, to, no, I think that's the best general advice I can give. No,
1: it's good. And you could, you can base it off your own experiences too. Like. However, yeah. you did it. I'm assuming that you said you did a lot of things. So I think that you took a lot of different paths. Free,
0: yeah, yeah. Freelance work is, is obviously an easy one, you know, like yeah. Fiverr's Upworks is a is a great one place to start. So. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I want to get to know you a little bit, allow the audience to get to know you a
1: little bit. I'm always curious how entrepreneurs function at a high level, right? Cause you are doing something that's scary. It's different. It's unique you're building a company, your agency is still growing. You actually, I mean, you're implementing systems because you're scaling, right? What do you do in your personal life to maintain your composure, to maintain that state, to maintain motivation, to maintain your emotions and continue to do the unique stuff that you're doing?
0: Um, There's a mixture of things. One, um, when you have a good team, it's just so powerful because they keep you accountable Um, but also like, um, you know, think of like Power Rangers, right? Like, how do you make the Megazord? You need five Power Rangers, dude. So like, you know, a a basketball team, they need five players, you know, even, even the star LeBron, like LeBron's really good, but he has the most assist in the league. You know, he knows how to like play with people. So I would say having a good people, like circle of people who can help you, like no one, there is no one who's successful, who does it by themselves. No one. So figuring out how you can either work with people or work for people is is a big thing that I've integrated in my life. Like having a team that I'm accountable to, uh, getting some sort of daily exercise, you know, like I live in Florida, so I try to sweat once a day. Like I already did my workout for the day. I play basketball. I sweat. I feel good. I get in the sun, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of like just focus on having fun. Um, that, and actually something that's been really impactful for me for 2020 is my mornings, dude. My mornings are sacred, bro. Like, I get excited to wake up like at five, like five or five thirty, depending on how much times I want to snooze. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that first few hours, man, I've, I've learned to like, yeah, it's been very, very, cause there is like, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to explain it. Like I used to not be a morning person. So like I get where people like, Hey, I want to stay up late, do stuff at night. Like that's how I do it. But like something about the mornings, man, like, you know, I've, I've integrated a morning formula. So I actually have like on a paper in my shower, like laminated, like, Hey, what are my visions? What are my goals? What are my affirmations? And I'd read that in the morning. Um, and that gets me just hyped, dude. Um, so yeah, something about mornings, man, if you can like get up in the, mo- even like what I had to do in the beginning, like to get up early is to set my alarm, like an hour and a half or an hour earlier than when I wanted to wake up. And I would just snooze for an hour. Like I promise you most people cannot snooze for more than an hour or two hours. If it's every five minutes beeping, like you'll eventually be like, fuck, I just, let me just get up. Like it's enough snoozing, you know? So, and then I have an app Alarmy, which uh, it's an app store. Alarm is what it's called. The only way to shut it off is if I scan a barcode and the barcode is in the bathroom, uh, on the other down the hallway. So I have to get up to stop the alarm, you know? So just, I guess that's my biggest thing, man. Just, and there's obviously things you can do, but that's my general advice.
1: Love it. So winning your morning, essentially.
0: That's, that's yeah, awesome. man. You got to own the morning, man. It's just, it's just quiet. There's not much happening. Yeah. There isn't distractions. Um, even if you want to distract yourself, there isn't like people to talk with or yeah. So yeah. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Where do you
1: gain most of your knowledge? Where are you spending your time learning? I know that you have your podcast. You're always talking to people. So you're kind of, it's like free consultations. That's how I consider podcasts. Yeah. Like people are giving away their best information one-on-one with you.
0: Where else? Yeah, are they, on, I mean, honestly, from my interviews, from um, my peer group, from my clients, surprisingly, which I, isn't normal. Um, it depends on what my current struggles are. I don't try to like uh, learn something that isn't something that isn't a current struggle. You know, like I've, I've books, but... If it if it isn't something that I can solve right now, then I don't have no desire to learn it. Uh so right now I'm learning some sales stuff, like really digging like Taylor Welch and their stuff. Cause I'm trying to have more of a s of a sales flow, like CRMs and follow ups. So learning that. Um and then some other stuff that have to do with my my quarterly goals. So it depends what my current goals are. That's what I'll learn for, you know. I've I've had a cure shiny object, dude. Like that was a big problem of mine back in the day. So um, yeah. Awesome, man. And I'm sure that Kat's program is helping you like create OKRs and stay super yeah, focused. Yeah, that helped that. a lot. That helped yeah. a ton. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing something else now, but, it's, but she helped a ton. So Yeah,
1: yeah. it's awesome, man. Well, cool. Daxi, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Thanks for providing some wisdom, some actionable advice. Where can people go? Do you have any free giveaways for the people to learn more about podcasting? And to- yeah, I
0: mean, we didn't talk too much about podcasting, but that's I don't think you can talk too much about specifics because like yeah. It's it has nothing to do with learning. You have to like that stuff you do. That's, that's more inputs. So, um, but we have an ultimate guide to podcasting. It's like 170 pages, literally screenshots, like step-by-step. Step. is how you start a podcast. Like our course is in text format. Um, if you join our Facebook group, podcast success secrets, we send it over to you. If you put your email, um, and then yeah, in the Facebook group, a lot of stuff happens as well. Podcast success secrets is what it's called. So Beautiful. and that's my podcast name as well. So
1: awesome. Yeah. Go check out the podcast. I'm going to link directly to the ultimate guide to podcasting and, nope. uh, allow people to, to enter your world and see what you got going on, man. Thanks yeah. for being on the show. Thanks bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers guys. Until next week. See you later.
0: You've been listening to the six figure roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.